Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. I can feel it coming in the air tonight, oh Lord. And I've been waiting for this moment for all of my life, oh Lord. And can you feel it coming in the air tonight? told me you were drowning, how would I lend a hand? I've seen your face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there and I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. Wipe off that grin. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies. And I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. And I've been waiting for this moment for all of my life. Coming in the air 
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That was Phil Collins is in the air tonight, covered by Black Top Mojo, and just one of my favorite renditions of the song. They're doing that from an old whiskey uh, ref- uh a whiskey distillery. So awesome version of that song. And, you know, I feel it. it. It definitely is coming through the air tonight. Is it not? You know, the more and more we see what's going on in the world, the more and more we realize that we have come a long way since 2016 to current date. We have watched all of this unfold and slapped our hand upon our face multiple different times, wondering how could we as Americans allow it to get this bad and continue to just get progressively worse. And, um, you know, this Christmas, um, By the way, I hope everybody had a great holiday, a great Christmas, a good weekend. I hope everybody's week started off right. Um, This Christmas, you know, was a different one for me. I'm going through some very different things in my life uh, that I've never had to go through before in my life. And uh, it's it's, it's kind of like a highly emotionally charged holiday season, if you know what I mean. And uh, a friend of mine I was talking to said something to me uh, about the current state of the world and everything like that. And we were talking kind of about my, my situation and, and what's happening in my life. And then we were talking about the world and what's going on in the world. And they said, embrace this holiday. Because it's probably the last time that we're going to ever have one like this. And I really took that to heart. And I really thought about that for a moment. In the sense that normalcy has been thrown out the door. We're not going back to that old time. I spent a lot of this weekend kind of reminiscing, going through very, very old family photos of when I was a a baby and a toddler and, you know, Christmases with the family and stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't have a big family, but I remembered that during Thanksgiving and Christmas, we would have this big family time. We'd all get together. We would, we would break bread. We would exchange presents. We would, you know, be happy and joyful and laugh with everybody. And I've come to realize that a lot of that time is over that the world has changed, that people have changed. Now it's not that we not going to go back to that at some point in time. I think that we absolutely need to embrace the, uh, the, the human element, who we are as human beings and the community that we bring about. But I think that after this last year and the last few years, we can all see that um, this has been moving to a certain point to where the world is, is getting fuel dumped upon it, just waiting for a moment of ignition. And I think that it's safe to say that we are at that precipice here at the end of 2023, that people have woken up and people are tired of the suffering of the lies of the deceit, that people are seeing what their government truly is in a very high and large degree. And it has nothing to do with the political spectrum. We're seeing the unfolding of what I've called for a long time, the 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 global conspiracy of the new world order, the ushering in of the one world government. It is happening right now. And we want to look at all these things that are happening as all good guys versus bad guys or, or not interrelated, but unfortunately they are. They are all interrelated and they are all bad guys who seek to undermine our freedom, our liberty, and our sovereignty. It doesn't matter what China or Russia perceive for their worldview or what the Western global order perceives for their worldview. They all have come to the decision that the United States of America, the people, the free people, that great experiment that happened in 1776 They've all decided that it must end and that it's going to go down the drain and that they no longer want it. And they paid off all the politicians. They paid off the local and the state governments. They've infiltrated to a high degree. And right now they're bringing countless thousands upon thousands of people over that border. And they're delivering them right into the heart of your cities. That's not an enemy. That is all of them. That is China. That is Russia. That That is the UK, that is the Central and South American countries. That is your own government allowing that to happen. Okay. And then what I meant is that's not one single enemy. That's all of them. 
They were all in on this. China and Russia are licking their chops, just waiting for the moment when it all collapses and they can rush in and begin taking the United States' deepest and darkest secrets, taking all their farmland, all their production. China has been trying to do that for years and been waiting for that moment. Russia has been waiting for this moment. But I got some news for them, some bitches. We've been waiting for that moment. We've been watching our country crumble. We've been watching the infrastructure fail. We've been watching our politicians go out there day by day and lie to us, to our faces, ask as if they are representing us and doing good for us and, and, and telling us that they're going to investigate this and they're going to bring these criminals to justice and they're going to do all these different things, but yet it never happens. It's all the same thing over and over and over and over again. They don't get started until it's up time for re-election. And then they give it their best try, but nothing ever goes through. I used to believe that the system was broken. That, 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 that there's hope here. We, we can do something with it. But see, guys, the system's not broken. The system was built this way. The system was built this way to ultimately collapse it when they seem fit and necessary. See, politicians don't go into government to serve. They don't go in to serve their constituents, you and me, to make this country a better place. They go in for their own personal benefit. They go in for money, for greed, for power, for control. And that's what they systematically have done over and over and over and over again. And we, we, the naive type, keep on falling for it over and over and over and over. I don't give a shit who is running off for office or who is in office. Yes, there are a few good ones. I'm not going to disagree with that. But the system as a whole was designed against you. The system as a whole was designed to allow them to succeed, for corporations to come in to fund all the legislation that they ever want funded through the stuffing of the pockets and the giving of power to politicians. America has been sold out for at least the last hundred years. Corporations and foreign interests have more power than you can ever imagine and more power than any single voter. This is why in 2020, they can go out there and steal a whole presidential election and zero things will happen. Nothing will happen. No investigations. People who stand up get shut down and locked away like we live in some fascist or communist country. We remember 2018. The state governor elections were multiple ones of those were stolen. We, we watched it in real time. Nothing happened. And that's when we had a president in who could call for the investigation. <clears throat> the system is beyond repair. And I hate to be that one to say that, guys, you know, even if Trump does get in, nothing's going to happen. Unless... Unless he makes some very drastic changes, unless he goes in and completely starts eliminating various positions, various departments, and completely eradicating the deep state. But I'm not hopeful on that. I'll be honest. I'm not hopeful that he's going to do that. I'm not saying that he's not going to do anything. I'm not saying that Donald Trump's not a fighter for this country, that Donald Trump's going to get into power and he's not going to help the American people. That's I, I didn't say that. I do believe that that is his motive. That is Donald Trump's incentive. I believe that that's what Donald Trump will do. But do you honestly think that the establishment at hand, the, the people within political power, the deep state, the, the, the bureaucracy behind the people in power, then the deep, dark bureaucracy behind that, the ones that aren't appointed, aren't elected, but yet work throughout the shadows, through corporations, through private financing, through non-government organizations who control the flow of our government. Do you think that they are going to let Donald Trump go into an election and win? you got to be crazy. We've been saying it for years. People are just now catching up. That is now mainstream. That's now mainstream. Catherine uh, Harridge, follow the pen, if you guys remember the Q days. She uh, predicts 2024 may have a national security event with a high impact to predict. Let's listen to this real quick. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. 
Uh, there are a number of cons uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Uh, not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine, and we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. I'm not the only one saying it. Go ahead and comment down below and talk about how Josh is all doom and gloom and there's never any hope. And guess what? I've had that same message since November of 2020 that we are going to watch the unfolding of the global order. We are going to watch the firestorm unfold. A systematic destruction of the United States of America and the bringing down of the global systems all at the same time. I'm not the only one out there saying that we're going to have some type of black swan event, which is going to bring about this and usher it in. I urge you to prepare. We've talked about it over and over and over. If you are a single mother or a single woman living in an apartment building in the middle of a city, what I tell you to do is have a way to defend yourself, have a route to get somewhere safe, have the enough food and water to survive and last you a month. Have the, the valuable necessities that you're going to need to survive if electricity is shut down, if chaos breaks out. If you're a, a, a parent and have children and you have a house, whether in the city, outside, suburbs, whatever it might be, have a plan. Have a backup plan for that plan. Have enough food and water for every single member of your household for at least one to three months. Have a way to defend yourself that is so critical and important. And I'm not coming here after Christmas, the holidays, yeah, cheerful, all this stuff, and throwing the doom and gloom out there. I'm giving the dose of reality because that's what this is about. This, this is about survival. This is about understanding the, the, the radical change that is happening right now to the systems of the world and the players that are all involved in it. See, here's the thing, is nobody knows who's going to win or come out on top. But they do know that a system is going to collapse and a new system is going to have to rise up. So you have one whole section of the world order that is building the new infrastructure. They're building all the new systems and they're getting all ready to just plug in and integrate into it. On the other side, you have all the power figures which are moving their pieces to strategically take control after the chaos dies down. In between, you have me and you, the people of the world who don't know necessarily what's going to happen, but we know something's going to happen. We are pawns and puppets in this grand scheme of 5D chess. Something big's coming. I don't know whether it's going to be a natural type of disaster, a solar flare, something of that nature, an asteroid impact. We'll talk about that in a minute. If it's going to be something else that happens on this planet, various different types of earth changes blamed on global warming or the breakout of global war, global economic collapse, uh, cyber attacks on infrastructure, EMPs. It, it could be any of those are something we completely not even expecting. And you know what? And like I've said always before, I hope I'm wrong. I hope nothing happens. I hope life goes on like normal and we can just sit here and talk about the news and how corrupt politicians are and, and we can rise up and take back that power in November of 2024. And we can finally get down to business to change this country back to where it used to be, to what it used to be, to be to where America was this thriving nation that was feared and admired throughout the world. Let's go through some stories here. The Supreme Court last week has denied special counsel Jack Smith's request to bypass the appellate court, Trump's presidential immunity for challenging the 2020 election. This is this is beautiful. This is actually really good news. Um, so kind of my perspective on this is that 
the J6 trials and Trump are all going to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has chosen to hear about it. Uh, basically, what this will determine is if Trump has uh, presidential immunity, as very similarly uh, defined within a Supreme Court case decision in 2013 with Bill Clinton's Sox case. Uh, basically saying that the documents that President Trump had were his documents and he had full right to have them. Um, and if that's the case, then Jack Smith's um, trial, all the charges against Donald Trump really are irrelevant. And I think that this is the way out for Jack Smith and the Biden administration. I think that this is the what they wanted to happen, because if they pursued it to trial, they're going to eventually lose. And it's going to be showing that they had nothing to begin with. Whereas is if they put it in front of the Supreme Court, which the majority is conservative and Trump appointed the majority and they side with Trump. Now the left and the Democrats can utilize that as political warfare and blame it on the Supreme Court. And the reason why they need to limit the terms of the Supreme Court and add more justices in and then just say that the Supreme Court is basically the reason why Donald Trump is walking free today. I think that that is a scenario that's playing out with that. And I think that that is potentially what we're going to see out, come out of this is that Donald Trump is absolutely going to be uh, exonerated uh, during all this. Uh, there were some rumors last week that Donald Trump was going to be uh, running with Nikki Haley. Uh, this is absolutely bullshit. If you see those accounts on Twitter doing that, these are Ron DeSantis bot accounts that are actually perpetuating this garbage. And so Ron DeSantis has taken that turn to kind of go after Donald Trump with propaganda and misinformation, utilizing bots. Now, where did they learn a, a campaign technique like that? Oh, well, from the Democrats, like defeat disinfo, the AI that was utilized during the 2020 election to go out there, sync up with blue checkmark accounts and produce a counter narrative to anything that maybe was truthful that they disagreed with and go create fake and false articles and publish them. And so it's not true. Not really going to happen. And uh, it's just it's just interesting to watch all this unfold because I pointed this out multiple times that they can't put it by us anymore. That they try to scam us. They try to feed us misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda as truth. But yet we sit here and within moments of seeing this stuff, we're like, bullshit, bullshit, not happening. That's true. That's not true. And one retweet or re one repost, and next thing you know, a hundred times over, that narrative is crushed. That is the power of the system that we've all created known as the alternative media. That is the power that happened when Donald Trump began to call out the mainstream news as fake news, as when the mainstream media missed the transitionary period of technology. They failed to see the future of what broadcasting was going to be about. And they continued to do their 30 and 60 minute segments on cable TV through all our cart channels. And instead, what we did is we went and dominated the social media networks. And when we dominated the social media networks, they went and tried to push their narrative on there and they got crushed. They got crushed by the retweet. They got crushed by the truth, by the, by the actual real fact checkers. They tried hiring fact checkers, creating fake articles that go out there and fact check us, but yet the bullshit didn't seep through. We've won the information war, but that information war is not over yet. It's going to get a lot, lot crazier. I'm going to talk about more of that in, in, in another part towards the end here when I talk about something else. But uh, Jim Brewer sat down with uh, Glenn Beck this last week, and I wanted to play this clip because I couldn't agree anymore with Jim, uh, Jim Brewer here. Check this out. You had mayors, despicable, disgusting. They're not human. They're disgusting. And they should be held accountable, all of them. Every single last one of them. Every mayor, every governor that shamed you, terrorized you, tore your family apart, made you lose your job, divided everybody. That was the most disgusting display of humanity. And these are the people that are controlling my life and your life that they're taking my money from and doing mm. whatever they want with it. I don't have a choice where my taxes go. That time, that's how I saw it. I saw it as a complete takeover. And then in, in my own house, 
you know, these kids are all indoctrinated. So the kids are like, dad's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, your father's putting up. And I, I saw what they were going through. I had nieces. You know, I had my daughter come up to me and a niece that I love said, uh, dad, is everything cool? Because everyone thinks you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're making wacky videos. I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. This is war, however you want to describe it. It's a war on your common sense. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war on your spirituality. It's the war of your conscience and your mind. And it's not a game. It's real. Unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. And I'm not sure some people can handle that, but I think the ones that can are very ready. Spot on. Absolutely spot on, huh? He, he, he said a lot in two minutes there. And that is the one sad thing, that not many people out there believe that evil actually exists in the world. And the reason is, is because they lack the experience of it. But we know evil exists. We know evil is out there, and it's no longer lurking in the shadows. It is seeping up through the darkness into the light. It is at your doorstep. It is everywhere in this world. And he says, you know, people don't want to believe where... It exists. Hollywood, Washington, D.C., the governments of the world, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, your military, your police forces. It is literally everywhere. It's like a, it is like a virus that has spread its influence throughout this world. There goes my lighting. You know, we always got to, we got to hold true to ourselves, don't we? That's what this is. This is a spiritual battle. This is a battle of information. This is a battle of mind, of wits, of logic. This is a battle of truth, but mostly this is a battle for your mind, for your consciousness, for your spirituality. That is what they truly seek to control. And then what they plan to do before that is eliminate every single one of you that stand in their way. They don't want a large population to control. They want a small group of people that could be their slaves. You've all know Harari from the World Economic Forum has said this multiple different times. That, oh, well, you know, if, uh, if the world, you know, an asteroid comes or an EMP or something like that, we're building a technological arc and we're going to save ourselves. Because we've risen up the godhood. And, and we'll let those people have all the chaos down there. And then we will come in afterwards. That, this is what they've said over and over and over again. They don't care about you and me. Not only do they not care about you and me. We are nothing more than chattel for them. We are nothing more than a commodity traded on the exchange. Your time, my time, which is an intermediary for the energy of our life, is nothing more than commodity for them. Before we go on to the next part here, um, John B. Wells uh, had posted something the other day. John B. Wells, uh, uh, Caravan the Midnight radio show host, awesome podcast out there. I've uh, collaborated with John a few times. Um he used to be a host over at Coast to Coast AM, a show that I've been on before and would love to host one day. I've uh, been on with George Norrie. I used to listen when I was a kid with Art Bell. And a uh, lot of long nights spent listening to uh, Art Bell, George Norrie, um, John B. Wells, and another gentleman by the name of George Knapp. You guys all know George Knapp in the UFO world. And then Ian Punnett. Um, and I used to listen to Ian Punnett every weekend. I believe he had the Saturday or Sunday night show. And it's been years since I listened to him. But uh, just got news that Ian Punnett of Coast to Coast AM passed away this last weekend. Um, man, from a brief illness, too. Uh, apparently just found out. So uh, 
really, really sad on that. Uh, listened to Ian for many, many years. And man, it's like uh, those, those truth warriors that got you through those long nights and, you know, sitting there taking notes with their guests. Uh, but uh, rest in peace, Ian Punnett. Rest in peace, my friend. Um, this next one, I, I, I want to touch on this because this is going to become more and more relevant. All right. This type of news is going to become more and more relevant as the days, months, and weeks begin to move on. This is a minute and a half clip. If you don't know who Gary Nolan is, he is a, uh, a medical doctor who was picked up by the Defense Intelligence Agency to look at brain scans of, uh, of service members who have been affected by anomalous phenomena. Uh, he finds out later on that these brain scans and these people, some of them who died, some of them had permanent injury, were UFOs or highly exotic technologies not to believe be built by us. Uh, but this is Gary Nolan discussing this, this part. Uh, and this is a guy who's been in these projects. So listen to this real quick. Yes. Mm -hmm. What is it? You know, I wish I knew. And of all the people that I've spoken with on the inside, there's uh, really very little unanimity about what it is, except for that there, whatever it is appears to be so far advanced from us that it beggars understanding. So you don't think it's human? Oh, I'm sure it's not human. Is it intelligent? Yes. It certainly acts it, and in some cases it seems to have a sense of humor. So Gary, the implications of what you're saying there are enormous, aren't they? Mm -hmm. You're suggesting that there is a highly advanced civilization that is intelligent, mm -hmm. it's not human, mm -hmm. and it's real. Yeah, I almost hesitate even to call it a civilization. A civilization implies uh, a lot of interacting parts uh, that are moving towards some sort of goal. I couldn't even say whether or not what it is that is being observed is something like that. Now, the classic explanation for years, and the reason everybody giggles, is because they're immediately thinking of little green men from mm -hmm. Zeta Reticuli. Mm -hmm. Do you think the, the highest probability is that whatever they are, they are extraterrestrial? I don't think so, no. I think it's whatever it is, it's been here a long time. So, and certainly it's been here longer than we've been civilized. So at the very least, who really owns the planet? Who was here first? Uh, I'm not sure it was us. Now, that was a bold statement that he said there. Number one, he talked about he doesn't, think of it as a civilization. Number two, he says that they're highly advanced beyond anything that we can imagine. Number three, he says that they've been here for a very long time. And this is something that I've heard in these circuits that whatever this is, it's been here for a very, very long time. I'm going to give you guys a little, you're going to find out some stuff here in January. I don't have all the answers. I only hear certain bits of information from people and we can put it together. I go out, validate this with my sources. And so, and then I bring it to you. Um, <clears throat> from what I've heard is January and February timeframe. We're going to find some more information out about that whole discussion right there. This is what I've heard. And you, I, you guys remember last year I brought some information out and me and game and it was spot on correct. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be spot on correct about this. And this is what I've heard from very legitimate people. In the next few years, more will be revealed of what it is. A few things you will find out that will shock you. It is not from light years away. It has been here the whole time. Artificial intelligence really doesn't define what it is, but is the best classification. Our governments are scared of it. The technology is far beyond us. In some sense, we built it, just not any time in recent history. So, from what I've gathered, and, and I'll kind of just, and you guys can call me Banshee. I know people are going to say they're demons or or whatever. Um, we can agree to disagree. Uh, the, the fact is, is nobody knows. Nobody knows. But we all have our own ideas and we have information. And we bring that information together to the best of our ability. And we say that this is what we got. From what I've gathered, 
is that there's a lot of different interactions happening. There is a lot of this technology works interdimensionally. Um, and what that, that really means is kind of, um, kind of how do you explain it? Is that we have space and then there is a space that space exists in a dual function. Okay. Space exists in a dual function. You have expansive space and you have implosive space. So imagine it, if you know what the Planck's length is, is that you have expanded space, which is the macro world. And then you have the Planck's length. And, and they are equally as dense in energy concentration. One has just more expansive space. One is more concentrated space. And basically, interdimensionality operates at various different phases of transition of each one of those constructs. Um, and that a lot of the technology that they're talking about transitions through those phases. It can go through space and counter space, which means that it might look like it's moving in a flash of an eye or a blink or whatever, but in actuality, it's, it's, you're, you're only seeing a perceived part of what it actually is that you can, you can vision with our reality. Um, the second part of this is that from what I've gathered is quite a few of the things that they have that they found in reverse engineered or trying to reverse engineer was found here on our planet and ancient ruins. Um, this goes to Stargate technology, Vimana's craft, these types of things. They are suspected to be from a civilization on this planet, uh, suspected to be humans uh, of about 50,000 years ago. And I put that 50,000 years in because that is my perspective. They really don't know. They know that they're older than shit. Um, and they found them in various different substrate sediments that indicate that they're from about 50,000 years ago. Um, and they believe that they're not some other species or anything like that. A lot of this stuff was made by humans, but humans that were more advanced than us, that we de-evolved since that time. Um, and I think that that's the scary part. Um, and that the technology works and integrates into a system that is still active. Um, I don't know anything about this system. I've just heard kind of things and tidbits about it. It's think about it like the internet, um, except they don't know where the servers are. And that a lot of these things integrate into that system, into that internet system, um, which I would say probably hyperspace, interdimensional, I, I don't know. But that they they integrate into that. And so when you've heard about these things being alive, is it's really this kind of artist synthetic synthobiological artificial intelligence that is integrated into this kind of ancient internet. It's really all I know. Um, and you guys now know everything that I know and what I've, I've heard and discussed pretty crazy, but I, I, I've heard that we're probably going to see whistleblowers coming out in the next few months that are going to bring some of that information out. And it's going to change the dynamic of a lot of things. And it's also going to bring about a lot of that other change that we've talked about because these people that hold this technology and hold these secrets, they don't want you to know this. They don't want you to know that humanity isn't what you think it is. That, that, that the world that you have learned is not necessarily what it actually is that the history is completely different than anything we've ever perceived in our lives. And that we've been lied to, not just for the last hundred, excuse me, not for the just last hundred years, but for a hell of a lot longer. All right, what do we got here? CNN article, and, and this is how you know that we're at the precipice, guys. This is CNN, how 2023 has been the year of the brink and 2024 could be a lot worse. It could have been immeasurably worse, but holding back from the brink in 2023 has simply deferred vast crises in 2024. The post-COVID world is exhausted, cash-strapped, but ultimately more fraught than for decades. Overshadowingly will be for the flagging hyperpower. 
at best distracted in presidential elections, the worst tearing itself in voting disputes and political extremism. The likelihood the United States will be occupied by its own traumas amplifies each risk the geopolitical given the geopolitical given of the U.S. response will be absent fueling authoritarian ambitions or a radical upending of the global order. 2024 could make 2023 seem rational and sober. Donald Trump said 2024 is the final battle. Catherine Hedridge says there's a black swan event coming in 24. General Flynn and multiple others at that caliper have came out and said there is going to be a black swan event in 2024. Many people are indicating, even politicians, saying that there probably won't be an election in 2024. Uh, Ray Dalio, head of Bridgewater Capital, $17 billion, good friends with Larry Fink, has said what? There's going to be a civil war in 2024. We have Leave the World Behind, and then we have its, its sequel coming out in March, Civil War. So what type of chaos and shit are we going to see here? Well, this over this past Christmas weekend, we had a few events that are kind of interesting. They want to get us killed. Two GOP House representatives, multiple conservatives swatted over the Christmas holiday. That's right. Two Republican U.S. House of Representatives and multiple conservative commentators were targets of swatting efforts over the Christmas holiday. Swatting is a malicious act where false reports of violence are illegally made in bad faith by criminal actors, prompting police to be summoned to one's home. Perpetrators are hope the call leads to an armed confrontation where the swatting victim could potentially be killed or at very least left terrified. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene reported being swatted last Thursday, December 21st, and again on Christmas Day, making it her eighth swatting. Uh, Representative Bradham Williams, Republican New York, also revealed he was swatted on Christmas. Uh, popular pro-Trump conservative ex-user Cat Turd announced he had been swatted on December 22nd. Um, human events editor Jack Pasiewicz declared his parents had been the victim of swatting attempt after unknown perpetrators told police uh, Pasbiak had shot his wife and sons in the kitchen. So not that I agree or like any of those people because I don't like very many of them or agree with them, but that's horrific. Nobody should have to go through that. Nobody should have to have somebody just that hates them so much to call and lie to the police about that garbage. And see, we're going to see a lot more of that in 2024. And you could potentially see not only a lot more of that, but see some of those instances go the opposite way, not be peacefully resolved. So that's one part that we're going to see. I don't know if you've been paying attention to New York City, but New York City pro-Palestinian protesters attempt to put damper on Christmas while clashing with, with police. Uh, you know, I, I love how MSN kind of makes it all look nice and nice and peaceful. It's anything but. These Palestinian pro-Palestinian protesters were attacking Christians, attacking Christmas, uh, Christmas decorations and mangers and baby Jesus stuff. Uh, they were going after people. There was fights breaking out everywhere. This is exactly what we said months ago when this incursion started in between Israel and Hamas, that these protests were going to get worse and worse and get more and more fueled by the mainstream media and eventually lead to massive public destabilization. And it's going to lead into the next series of riots that we're about to see coming. Okay, then what do we got? Well, watch the water, guys. We talked. We were just talking about watching the water last week, Vince and I. Shocking discovery. Viral levels in water supply skyrockets. That's right. The CDC got exactly what it wanted for Christmas. Nationwide data showing sky-high levels of latest COVID strain in the water supply. All winter, the CDC and FDA have been using the new contagion, JN.1 variant, to push the World Economic Forum endorsed policies. Whether we're supposed to be eating outdoors for the holidays or getting a combined flu plus COVID shot, bad idea. The actual truth is far more troubling. What they're not telling you. Unsurprisingly, the biggest COVID-related story was completely buried by the mainstream media. Despite vaccine status, repeat infections of COVID may actually compound negative effects. Do repeat COVID infections increase the risk of severe disease and long COVID? Well, absolutely they do. Whether from a weakened immune system or FDA blocking access to life-saving medications like ivermectin, the most important thing you can do is be prepared ahead of time. Uh, so 
this goes into the wellness company. But the one thing that we found that's happening right now in our country is extremely high levels of the new strain, the JN.1 variant in the water supply throughout the United States. This is something that Dr. Brian Artis talked about, that they were testing the water supplies and finding these COVID strands and spike proteins within them. Not only that, you're finding various different types of drugs, pharmaceuticals, all different types, wastewater. Why? Because they recycle wastewater over and over and over again. So these people are pissing out these variants. It's going, it's getting recirculated and put right back in. My theory is that they're just dumping this shit into the public water supply. Get water, people. Prepare. Get the Colligan man. Make sure that you're getting the natural spring water. Once you get those first bottles, begin to test those bottles and make sure that it is actual spring water. I'm fortunate to have a freaking well these days. So we have the poisoning of our water. That is not even the least of our worries in the sense of adding the mRNA vaccines and the, and the viruses to our water supply. Okay. What happens if the electricity goes off due to EMP and critical infrastructure? Waters is shut off. We talked about the fentanyl aspect of things. What happens when these terrorists that are being rushed into every single major city in the United States, what happens when a group of thousand of them per city are activated? Those thousands break up into groups of uh, 50 groups of 20. 50 groups of 20. And they go out there and they begin terrorizing neighborhoods while one group goes out there, steals the fentanyl from the police station, goes to the public water supply and just dumps it in. Does a purge, sends it out. And the next morning, people wake up overdosing on fentanyl. More Americans would be killed by that than anything else in this war. And I believe that that is one of the things that they are planning on doing. There's no other reason for that much fentanyl coming into our country. And then when they've done that aspect of things and it kicks off the chaos and civil war begins, what do they do next? Well, they call up the blue hat military that is invading our country. Latest migrant, latest legal immigrant caravan in over a year heading to open uh, the open U.S. border. 15,000 illegal immigrants um, in Christmas caravan and is growing every day. Over 340,000 illegal immigrants have crossed over the U.S. southern border since October, people. That's hundreds of thousands of illegals into our country. In California, they're giving them jobs as police officers. Okay. There was reports that gun shops in various different states are being told by the ATF that they can issue firearms to illegal immigrants that have no home address and have no background checks done on them. Get fucking ready for war, people. This shit is no joke. This is happening. They are going to exchange out our police force, they're going to exchange out our military. With all of these military trained 18 to 45 year old men that are coming over this border, they're being trained overseas. They're going to exchange out our police force, our military. They are going to arm the shit out of these sleeper terrorist cells within our cities. And then when the moment is right, they strike. And that's when all hell and chaos breaks through. And you'll be dealing with a multi hundred thousand person army in the United States that is infiltrated. Infiltration instead of invasion, guys. The next part, they're coming after food, people. That This food shit is not stopping. They're coming after us. Check this Our out. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. You know, the more and more I see this shit, you have to understand that the PSYOP didn't just start this last week. Didn't start last year. It didn't start in 2016. The whole vegan and vegetarian revolution of the early 2000s That was them, guys. That was them preparing the world for this shit. Okay? 
something going on in chat. Yeah. So, what are they planning on doing? Well, they are planning on exchanging your food out slowly with alternatives. In case you didn't know, the majority of the ground beef that you're purchasing from the grocery store is mealworms and crickets. Yes, they are already adding insects as fillers into your meat. Find a good butcher. Make sure he's got freaking grass-fed sources from the farm directly to the butcher, and that's where you start buying your meat. It might be a little costly, but at least you're getting high-level nutrition. They are going to wage a war on meat and on anything that allows you and me to thrive. They are going to start cutting down on, excuse me, water collection. They're going to start cutting down on home gardens and homesteading. Absolutely. It's coming. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that we should, uh, you know, go out there and buy a few cows? No, just know someone who has some cows. (laughs) Know where the cows are and make sure you go to that farm. You go to that butcher and be like, hey, is SHTF, if shit hits a proverbial fan, what are you going to want from me in exchange for meat for my family? And I want this and let's go in our contract here, buddy. Because shit isn't freaking all peach and fucking peaches and roses over here. Apocalypse Now, Russian tactical nuclear weapons in position in the territory of Belarus. We talked about Belarus. This is where Russia started moving a lot of their contingent forces into Belarus. This is strategic positioning on Europe and on Kiev. What happened today? Ukraine just took out a major Russian naval ship. And I said right after that, they're coming for Kiev. They're coming for Kiev. And I think that that's what's going to happen next. We've already kind of pulled out of Ukraine. And uh, I think that Zelensky is on his last trek. I think that Russia has realized that the United States is in too deep on what is going on over in um, Palestine, Israel, with Yemen, with Iran, that Russia has a prime opportunity to finally end the Ukrainian conflict. Here's that Russian ship get destroyed right there. Now, that was a air-to-sea missile, okay? That was launched from a aircraft or probably from surface, but uh, they're they're claiming that it was an aircraft-guided missile, uh, which means that you most likely had a USP-8 or, uh, or a Poseidon in the sky directing that attack. Uh, And they were most likely U.S. missiles given to Ukraine. Just an FYI so people know that. That it wasn't uh, necessarily Ukraine that did that. The U.S. has began launching airstrikes in Iraq. Iraq has vehemently came out and disagreed with this and said, stop it. Uh, Yemen has came out and declared war on the United States. We know Iran is behind a lot of this. Uh, Iran, Yemen, Iraq are all going to come together. Yep, Iran, Iraq. Yemen, all going to, the merging of the the Kurds and the Shiites, it's, it's going to happen. It's all going to come together against Israel and the United States. Israel came out and said the war in Gaza is going to go on indefinitely for months. Guys, the international community is not going to put up with this much, much large, longer. And as that happens, what do we, what do we begin to see happen here? I'm going to pull that down. I want to talk about that. There's one more story that I had. What the heck? Where'd it go? Did I lose it? Oh, there it is. The shrunken arsenal, the alarming decline of U.S. munitions. Now, Canada, just a month and a half ago, it was reported, is critically low on munitions. Now we're having the same thing happening between the United States. European weapon makers are overwhelmed and struggling to meet Ukraine's consumption of more than 6,000 artillery rounds each day during its peak counteroffensive. Uh, the United States has tapped into a stockpile of American 100, uh, 155 millimeter rounds, sending them to Israel, 
Ukraine, so on and so forth, all throughout the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We know that the United States has been sending all different types of missiles, bombs, tanks, aircraft over to Ukraine, now over to Israel. It's depleted. Not only depleted is it on munitions, it's also depleted on resources as we have a very, very low retention rate in the military, as well as our strategic petroleum reserves at our all-time low to where we have less than three months left of our strategic petroleum reserves. What does that mean? It means that if shit hits the proverbial fan and war does break out in the Middle East with Iran getting involved with Yemen, Iraq, um, and you have Hezbollah, Hamas, all involved in that, and one major superpower, maybe Russia, it's over. It, it quite literally is going to be over. So this is a, a dire situation to watch. At the same time, you have Gordon Chang coming out saying that China is working on bioweapons targeting the human brain. China's military is developing advanced psychological warfare and brain-influencing weapons as part of a new warfighting strategy, according to the report of the People's Liberation Army Cognitive Warfare Division. Warfare in the Cognitive Age, Narrow Strike, and the People's Liberation Army's Advanced Psychological Weapons and Tactics was published earlier this month in the CCC, CCP's Biothreats Initiative Research Group. The PLA is a forefront of incorporating advanced technologies such as artificial intelligence, brain-computer interfaces, and novel biological weapons into its military strategies. The Times report included recent studies by the Chinese Communist Party on biological weapons. These weapons include those designed to induce sleep or sleep-related disturbances in enemy troops, That those that would create a connection between the brain and external devices, and pharmaceuticals designed to impair people genetically or physiologically. Now, isn't that interesting? Because if you watch the, the, the movie Leave the World Behind, the, uh, the kid in the movie gets bit by a tick, and he seems to be the only one having these symptoms of the sound that was coming out and being broadcast everywhere, which many were proclaiming was very, very sim similar to Havana syndrome and microwave-based weapons. What was the tick carrying that produced that? Probably one of these biological weapons that China's talking about. Now, here's the interesting thing. Invasive Asian cow-killing tick has rapidly crept across America. You can't make this shit up. The Asian longhorn tick is rapidly gaining a football in the United States and possesses a serious threat to the livestock. Since its discovery and proper identification in 2017, <clears throat> the deadly consequence of the expansion was shared by Ohio State University researchers in the Journal of Medical uh, Entomology. Going back to that last article... What did they just say? Chinese Communist Party on biological weapons. These weapons include those designed to induce sleep or sleep-related disturbances in many enemy troops. Those that would create a connection between the brain and external devices and pharmaceuticals designed to impair people genetically or physiologically. Like, um, like viruses that are transmitted from a tick to a cow and then that person eats that cow, gets infected with that nanobot that then can be influenced by 5G towers. Why did Trump go out there and cancel all those contracts with Yahweh? Guys, this is how real and deep this shit really goes. It's, it's, it's almost like surreal, isn't it? Like, there's no way that this shit is real. But then on the other hand, smart toys are increasingly recording and tracking your kids, warns Watchdog Report. Trouble in Toyland 2023, U.S. Public Interest Research Group Education Fund warned that threat of increasing popular toys loaded with artificial intelligence. Nowadays, even simpler toys and games are equipped with data-gathering AI. They're often rigged with cameras and microphones for facial and vocal recognition and even GPS tracking. Why? Data and information on you. They want to know everything that's going on in your household, everything that's going on with everybody. The more they data they have of that, the more control they have over you, the more they can influence your children to any large extent and degree. And then I talked about last week, uh, China's developing the brain warfare tech with devices. And yep, we're talking about sub-audible tones. We're talking about your phone already doing this. Uh, the hijacking of the Schumann resonance, the the multiple different um, 
microsats that China just launched from a mysterious spacecraft last week. What are those? Those are satellite killers as well as the interconnectivity of these types of situations. I think China potentially could get ready to come into the United States after this collapse and take over control. I think it's absolutely possible and plausible that it could happen very, very soon. I talked to David Dubain today. He's uh, leaving out of town. He's going to be back in a few weeks. When he comes back, we're going to be doing a show on uh, a lot of different things. Apophis asteroid, which is supposed to hit Earth in 2029. NASA is sending a team, or sorry, a, um, a spacecraft called Osiris Apex, which is an interesting name for an asteroid known as Apophis, which is the god of the underworld, also relevant to um, Set, the Egyptian god Set, Set and Apophis, uh, because Set was Osiris's brother who killed him and shattered him into 13 pieces. Uh, and so the spacecraft Osiris is going to visit the asteroid Apophis to see if they could stop this asteroid called the God of Chaos, uh, because it potentially is going to hit Earth in 2029. Interesting enough. I uh, just got a report a little while ago that uh, we talked about this last week with the earthquakes, the volcano erupted in Iceland. Uh, that a big coronal hole has just appeared with a uh, coronal mass ejection almost imminent within the next five to 10 days. Talked about it last week. It's happening. Guys, this is what I want you to do. If you're new here to the Red Pill Project or anything we do, go on over to redpills.tv. Uh, join us over there. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you want to support myself and everything that we got going on here and everything that we do, uh, go to socialredpill.com. You can get a subscription over there. That helps us, keeps us alive, keeps this news flowing. There's also ways to support us on redpills.tv. Um, if you're interested in the pet club, uh, the mushrooms, the human mushrooms, as well as the various other products for your animals, for your pets, uh, you can go to uh, redpills.tv slash pets or redpills.tv slash mushroom. These are the ones, the mush puppies, supercharged for your, for your dog. And then you go over here and you have the Enforce Coriolis Versicolor mushrooms. These are the ones that you want to get. That's redpills.tv slash mushroom. And so I'm going to put some links in here. It's just me today. And I'm going to put these links out there for you guys. Please do use them, spread them. And uh, it you know, help support the Red Pill Project in any way, shape, or form that you can. We absolutely need your help these days. We got a lot going on, and you guys are just so much appreciated. All right, there's some links for you guys. Just posted. I'm going to go on over here to uh, to the Rumble, and I'll post these. They're also in the description, so you guys can find them there. And I also put them in the comments, so you can find them there. And then, all right. Guys, much love, respect. And don't forget, we also have nightly Zooms, so check those out, nightly Zooms. Uh, not a lot of people have been joining in due to the holidays. I apologize for that. I'm in the process of a lot of transition and change. got a lot going on. Uh, I'll be doing my Q&A in there on Thursdays. James Grunvig here after the beginning of next year, uh, 2024, will be doing his Q&A on there. We'll be more active on there. We're going to bring a lot more other people on there. We have uh, Tammy Garcia, who's on there as well with the Naturally Inspired podcast, and probably add in another show or two um, here in the next few weeks once we get going in 2024. So, um Looking forward to uh, broadcasting the apocalypse with you guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. I appreciate every single one of you, you guys. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. I appreciate you joining in and joining me every night doing what we do here. Um, as for Vince, uh, you guys are probably wondering where Vince is tonight. I'll let him make the announcement, but uh, Vince is uh, Vince is going to take a, a shot at a career uh doing what he loves to do. So uh, we talked a little bit about it today, but I'll let Vince make that announcement him, himself. And so it'll be probably me soloing this show from here on out. Um, be an interesting time. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to clip it, share it, comment and like. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. See you guys next time. Ben the Spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.